0: This is Women of Grace Live, discussing issues important to your life and faith. Spiritual insight, practical wisdom. Join us as we transform the world one woman at a time. Women of Grace, for such a time as this. Now, here's your host... Johnette Williams.
1: Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Women of Grace Life. I am Johnette Williams, absolutely delighted and happy to be with you today. I certainly am. It is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. There is no other way to face a day, no other way to face a week, no other way to face a month, a year, or a life. Outside of rejoicing in the Lord, because when we rejoice in the Lord, we see his manifold blessings. And when we see his blessings, guess what happens to us? We are filled. We are filled with joy And I always want you filled with joy I want to be filled with joy So let us rejoice in the Lord 833 is the way that you can join us today That's 833-288-E-W-T-N That is the toll-free number for you right here in North America 833-288-3986 Certainly hoping that you have that number memorized by now And if you don't have it memorized, memorize it It's simple, 833 eight eight what e W T N. invite you also to get out there to EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and Facebook page. You can use the chat feature there. Using that chat feature, you put in your comment or your question, your insight, your inspiration, or your word of encouragement. We'll get it retrieved and up on the board. We have Rich Jesse today, Matt Gubinsky today, and I'm not really sure, but I think it's Michael McCall today. And what are they doing? Well, Rich is producing, Matt is answering the phones, and Michael is collecting your comments out there at EWTN. Radio's YouTube channel and Facebook page. If you are a first-timer, I certainly do want to know. Yes, I do, because I will do this. I will ring my welcome bell for you, welcoming you for your premiere right here on Women of Grace Live, where we do love having that holy conversation with you. Yes, we do. Always eager to pray with you here too. So all of that's available for you. Honestly, my goodness sakes. Well, I am very eager to talk with you for just a moment about some of the big things happening at Women of Grace. And that is our apostolate for women. You know, it amazes me. I talk about uh, Women of Grace as the apostolate all of the time on Women of Grace uh, live right here on radio. I mention it on television. uh, And yet I'm, I'm astonished by the numbers of people that do not realize that we've got this major apostolate out there for women. Uh, It's an amazing thing. Uh, We celebrated our 20th anniversary this fall uh, in October. The first weekend of October of 2003 was when we, uh, for the first time, offered something for people. And that was a conference in Doylestown, Pennsylvania at the Shrine of Our Lady of Chesterhova. And uh, we have been moving along ever since then. And we have burgeoned uh, outside of the United States into Canada. We have burgeoned outside of the United States into South and Central America, burgeoned outside of the United States into Ireland. We've got Ukraine uh, there as well. Uh, so many countries. We are moving now into the Pacific Rim area uh, in the Philippines and in uh, Australia. So, you know, this is something that that God is doing. We're, we are not doing it. We simply walk through the doors that he opens and we... Uh, Strive to just be very attentive to what he's saying, obviously through prayer uh, and through real discernment, uh, that we uh, are are, are certain that every step that we're taking, that the next step is the right step that we should be taking, right? That was our word for this year. Uh, And I might well have shared that with you uh, as we came into this new year, that I do pray for a word every year. And it seems as though the Lord has been very good at giving me one. It kind of began with trust, and then it moved to two years of intentionality intentionality, and then move forward with with a little sub uh, word there that was formation. And uh, this year it is the next step, the next step, an encouragement to take the next step. So prayerfully considering what that next step should be is what we do at Women of Grace. And you know what? I just have to tell you, isn't that really beautiful uh, insight, counsel, and advice uh, for us in our everyday walk as well. I mean, you know, when these words are given, I, I, I usually am asking specifically for women of grace, but I really do take them personally as well. And I think that uh, all of our regional coordinators and our facilitators, and hopefully it trickles down to our participants in our studies and our mornings of grace and evenings of grace and our, our online events and all of the things that we do, uh, you know, I hope those words trickle down because it's a word. Yes, it's a word for the the macro, but it's also a word for the micro. Uh, So I take it very personally, the next step. So I ask myself that question, you know, about my prayer life. I ask that question about, you know, my, my marriage. I ask that question about my day. I ask that question about the projects that I'm working on. What is the next step, Lord? Uh, you know, now the Lord is very good. I just want to mention this. Uh, the Lord is very good. He He will correct, you know, it, it says in sacred scripture that the Lord orders the steps of a righteous man, right? He orders the steps. So if you misstep, what is the Lord going to do? He's going to correct that step. So, you know, we don't want to live in fear. The evil one wants us to live in fear of taking any step. Uh, he wants to hold his chain to where we are. And typically the way in which he does that is by fear. And then we become encased in, maybe cemented in, fear. So we do nothing. And if we do nothing, he's very happy. Because if we do nothing, we're not advancing in the service of the Lord. We're not advancing in our relationship with the Lord. We're not advancing in the way in which that relationship with the Lord is meant to affect all of the other relationships in our lives. We're not advancing in virtue. So he wants to chain us by fear, and oftentimes that fear is going to come by uh, a fear of, of wanting to do things so rightly that we do nothing. Um, and we find ourselves in a state of inertia. <laughs> nothing good happens in inertia, I just want to tell you. So the fact of the matter is, you know, um, we, we want to take those words. So maybe that's a word for you, the next step. Maybe we can talk about that today. I kind of like that idea. Uh, you know, so what is the next step? What What is the next step the Lord wants you to take in any of the various uh, aspects of your life, any of those facets of your life that come together to make the beautiful diamond that God wants that life to be? There's a pretty nice little metaphor for you. <laughs> Oh, I'm just so pleased to talk with you today. 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. What is your next step? Let's talk about that. Today on Women of Grace Live. Well, I was telling you we we how did we get there? Even well, we got there because I was going to tell you about some of the upcoming events that we're having. These are very immediate next steps. One of which is this week. It is. I'm so excited about this. Uh, first of all, our Women of Grace online foundational study is beginning tomorrow. We have two different time options, though. There is the one that's beginning tomorrow. It's an evening session from seven to nine p.m. And then there is an Another one that's starting Wednesday, the 24th, 11 to 1 p.m. Uh, so it's 11 in the morning until 1 p.m. So all of that being said, the information is available for you at our website. Now, it's a little late to get started. You won't have your books, but you know what? The first evening typically is an informational meeting. Uh, the women will help you to get uh, together there, and she, the, your your facilitator uh, will make certain that you are able to get your books. That's happening. What else is happening this week? Thursday evening, January the 25th. What's happening? I am going to be at St. John the 23rd Catholic Church in Fort Myers, Florida for the Faith and Wine Lee County beautiful gathering of a- Daughters of God. I'm going to be presenting on Authentic Femininity, Chosen Daughters of the Most High God. And ladies, I just want to tell you, I, I, oh, I'm i so excited. I'm so excited by what the Lord is showing me uh, that we'll be talking about that evening. So I want you to join us there uh, at St. John the 23rd uh, Catholic Church Parish Life Center uh, this Thursday evening in Fort Myers. Doors open at 6. It goes to 830. More on the other side of the break, 833 E W T N Coming right back. Stay with us.
0: The Women of Grace phone lines are open. 1-833-288-E-W-T-N. 1-833-288-3986. Well, good
1: morning, everybody. Welcome back to Women of Grace Live. I am Johnette Williams, delighted to be with you today, encouraging you to give us a call here, 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. Inviting you to pick up the phone, give us a call. Don't delay, call right away. We want to talk with you today. Yes, we certainly do. So please do use that number and chime in on this question. And what is the question? What is your next step? What is God asking you to do next? What do you think your next step is? Talking about next steps today. Uh, and what do we say? God orders uh, the, the steps of a righteous man. That, that's scriptural. So we ought not to be afraid of taking that next step. So maybe we'll talk about, well, what do you think would hold you back? What could possibly hold you back? That's the question of discussion, but we'll take your questions on anything today and we'll pray for you as well. And I am encouraging you to get out to our website, womenofgrace.com to find out what's going on, to take advantage of all of the wonderful resources that we have available for you there. I was telling you about the fact that uh, we have two Women of Grace studies that are beginning this week, one tomorrow evening, one the next day in the morning from 11 until one. Information at our website, womenofgrace.com. You'll see it listed in the upcoming events. In addition, to that, uh, Thursday evening, January the 25th, I am going to be in Fort Myers, Florida at Faith and Wine of Lee County. This is a gathering of women, these lovely women, these lovely daughters of God get together every month. They come together for a light meal and they invite a speaker in. They've invited me in uh, for this month, and I'm excited about that. I'm going to be presenting on Authentic Femininity, Chosen Daughters of the Most High God. That is in my wheelhouse. <laughs> it's a topic I love to talk on. love to talk on all kinds of topics with this one especially close to my heart because of the work that we do through women of grace. That evening is going to begin at 6 PM. That's when the doors open up uh, Thursday evening, January 25th. It's going to be over when it's going to be over at eight-thirty PM. So we, uh, Close at a reasonable time of the night, I think. Uh, In addition to all of that, we're going to be at St. John the 23rd Catholic Church Parish Life Center that's right there on Palomino Lane in Fort Myers, Florida. Uh, Again, all of the information with directions are available for you at our website, womenofgrace.com. You can register there. I'm hoping to see you there. I'm excited about it. Very, very excited about it. Want to let you know about something else I am excited about before we get to the phone lines. Uh, February 3rd, This is going to be so much fun. I really want to encourage you to get out to Women of Grace's social media sites, Facebook, uh, Pinterest, Instagram. Uh, There's a little video there that Jack and I did. The pastor uh, at at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Boca has asked us to come in and do a marriage retreat. We're quite excited about it. And that's going to be on February the 3rd. So he wanted for us to do a little video that he was going to play at the masses this past weekend. Uh, you know, really to uh, invite the people uh, to join us for this event. So Jack and I did this last week. I got to tell you, it, it's really funny. I, I don't think that we sat down attending for it to be funny, or at least I wasn't thinking of that. But you know, Jack, <laughs> and if you don't know Jack, he's, you know, he's he's very quick-witted and he's very funny. Um, I, you know, I, I I made the statement that, you know, I laughed more in our nine months of courting than all of the years of my life up to that point put together because he's very funny. Uh, But at any rate, this this turned out to be a cute, funny little invitation to people. So you might want to get out to Women of Grace's Facebook page or, uh, as I say, our Pinterest or or Instagram. That video, I do believe, is up there. uh, And uh, we talk a little bit about what it is that we're going to be doing and what... (laughs) (laughs) what it is that we're not going to be doing. I'm laughing because it's so funny. Uh, So anyway, we're inviting married and engaged couples uh, to join us for this beautiful day to celebrate their relationship, but also to dig a little deeply into that relationship from, you know, maybe like an aerial view, like God's view (laughs) of what marriage is and what marriage is about And I can assure you, uh, and you'll see this just based on this little video, uh, that we're going to have a very good time in the Lord. So that's going to be at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church on February the 3rd, which is rapidly approaching. That's not this weekend, but next weekend. We're going to gather together at 8 a.m. It's going to run until 5.30 p.m. All of the information that you need to have, such as the cost and how to get to St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church, is posted for you on our website. You can register there, too. So we invite you to do that. And this is the last one. I want to share with you about for the moment, and that is our Catholic Women's Conference Day that's going to be taking place at Our Lady of Victory Catholic Church in State College, Pennsylvania. Oh yes, I can't get wait to get back up there into Nittany Lion County, uh, country. You know that's where I graduated from a uh, university, and uh, haven't been back there in many, many years. It's going to be lovely. Uh, so what what are we going to be talking about there? Uh, we're we are going to gather together Friday evening. Uh, I'm going to be speaking to the parish. We're going to have Stations of the Cross, and I'm going to be presenting on Thriving as Catholics in a Post-Truth World, a very important topic, especially interesting to be delivering that uh, in a university town, right? Uh, It's very, very important considering the relativism that really holds sway over most college campuses. So I don't quite know what to expect, but I do know what I can expect, and that is that the Holy Spirit will be there. Uh, Jesus will be there. We're going to be in the church, and when two or three are gathered in his name, Jesus is there in our midst, and the Holy Spirit wants for us to come together as a people of God, so he will be there. So, inviting you to join us at Our Lady of Victory Catholic Church Friday evening, Saturday. Do want you to join us once again. It's going to be our day-long Catholic Women's Conference beginning at 9 a.m., running until 4. Light breakfast and lunch are included. I'm going to be giving two presentations. Here they are. Who is Woman? Our Special Call and Mission in a Challenging World, and the next, Executing the Mission, Steps for success. S-U-C-C-E-S-S. So they go together, right? So we're going to find out what's the challenge and the next one, how do we accomplish it? I am eager to be with you in State College, Pennsylvania. Lots more going on. We'll talk about it maybe um, at the bottom of the hour when we come back from our break. We'll see. But for now, I want to get to the phone lines because Iris is with us and she is in Jasper, Indiana. She is with us via Tri-State Radio, eager to hear from Iris. Hey, Iris, how are you? Doing good, and you? I'm doing wonderfully well. Thank you for asking.
2: Oh, you're welcome. I just, um, the topic that you're saying, I'm actually struggling. Um, I was talking to the, um, sorry, the one
0: who
2: answered the calls, and the thing is, my brother is just, giving me $50. I know I have a lot more. And I don't know what to do because everything, it seems like everything is is closing on me, and I'm trying,
1: I don't know what to do. Oh, Sweetheart, thank you so much for calling, and I understand the difficulty that, it can be presented when life is challenging and it seems that everything is caving in on us. And it sounds like you are in that position right now. So is it possible to share just a little bit about what what are the circumstances that you're facing right now?
2: Um, well, um, the court is... Well, I don't know what's going on because um, the bank is telling you know my brother Just give me that much of money um even the judge is saying you shouldn't get too much money because I know i done things um because I've been full about you know supposedly I'll be winning money but Yeah.
1: by then they, I, I got stolen instead. Yeah. So, so Iris, let's talk about this. <clears throat> when we think about God, we know that God, as we said earlier, orders the steps of a righteous man. And sometimes from our perspective, we have difficulty discovering what that step should be, what the next step should be and the step after that. He only gives us the wisdom for the step that is immediate and in front of us, those steps that the Lord will order that will bring us ultimate peace and happiness and will help us to resolve the, the problems and the issues of life, those steps are always going to be in accordance with the will that he makes known to us. And his will is always made known to us through the teachings of the church through the Ten Commandments, through the Beatitudes, and through Scripture. The way in which we can begin to uh, discern the next step is by looking at what are my options that are in accordance with, do not contradict, or do not conflict with what he tells us is always his specific will for us. So everything that we do We want to make sure is legal first, according to the law of God. Then we want to make sure that we are legal with regard to our current situation and state in the country in which we're living, as long as that law is also in accordance with God's law. So we're not obligated to do anything that is sinful um, or that would be unjust. But we are obligated to follow the law of the land in which we live. So th- this becomes a rudder for us. It becomes, the, it becomes the, it becomes the, the 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 cornerstone on which we can stand with certitude. Now, once we make sure that that what we're thinking of is in line with that, then we want to prayerfully present the options before the Lord, and ask Him to make that more subjective step, if you will, uh, known to us is his will of good pleasure that comes by way of the circumstances. So what would be the next best thing that you could do in line with the fact that you're striving to be within the will of God? What option is the most logical? He expects us to use our intellect. What is the most logical? What is the most reasonable And which is the one that we can execute? We do what we can based on the discernment and the wisdom that he gives us, right? And we want to prayerfully consider those steps in light of what his ultimate will for us would be. So if we think, well, this is the next step I should take, and we take it to prayer and it just doesn't feel right interiorly, we experience, you know, some of the. uh, negative emotions like fear or anxiety or, uh, you know, um, sadness of heart, it, we experience those things, then we think, well, maybe this isn't God's will. Whenever God makes his will known to us through prayer, it's generally, I would say in my experience, always accompanied by a sweet conviction, even though it might be hard. There is a an interior sweet conviction that this is the thing for me to do. Uh, and sometimes that is not what we would want to do or what we think would be best to do. But when we follow that, then we find that there is not only peace uh, that comes, but but also we begin to see other steps that lead to ultimate victory in the situation that we're facing. And that might sound little confusing but um the fact of the matter is that that's kind of the way that it works and he will first of all we we discern is this in accordance with with god's law is this in accordance with the 10 commandments is this next step that i'm thinking about in accordance with um you know the teachings of the church if so, okay, we go to the next level of discernment. All right, what do what emotions rise up in me as I sit here and I picture myself making that decision? What do I feel? Do I feel joyful? Do I feel hope? Do I feel uh, peace? Do I feel um, uh, 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 conviction? What do I feel? And if it's those things, okay, then we go to the next step. And that next step is what happens If I don't take this step, what would be the negative consequences of not taking this step? And what do I feel as I see myself in those situations? In that situation, I don't take the step, now how do I feel? And generally speaking, we're going to arrive at a very good discernment on what that next step should be. So when we are in a state where so much is rushing in on us, we have to come into uh, you know a calmness and say okay I can't do everything at once Lord here's a situation this is what's facing me what should I do next so I think that that would will help you to, to, to figure out that next step sometimes when we're so emotional because there's so much that's going on you know our emotions cloud our capacity to see we want to allow those emotions to dissipate take a walk Uh You know, go into a quiet place and and just go into prayer, Um, sing praises to the Lord. Um, uh, You know, sometimes even just some activity like that walking or cleaning the house, (laughs) you know, begins to uh, allow, you know, an outlet for those emotions that are so bottled up and we can think more clearly. So, so that's what I would recommend for you today, Iris. And um, let me share with you, sweetheart, I will be putting you and your decision-making into my rosary today, okay? Actually, do
2: activities I like paint, or like you said, clean.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: So, so I try not to be, because negative is pretty easy to manage, but...
1: To be positive, <laughs> it's kind <Yes>. of hard. <laughs> that's right. Well, you get in there and and you know allow some of it. And, and as you're as you're cleaning, you be praying, you be talking out loud to the Lord. I don't know what to do, Lord. I'm very confused. This is very difficult and hard. But oh, look at how nice my floor looks, Father God. You know, <laughs> just talk with Him as you're doing that activity. Get it out that way. You'll feel better. Your house is going to look great. Uh, and you know you you'll, you're putting some order into your into your physical life, right? You're putting air, order into your environment, and that oftentimes helps to order our soul. So that's my suggestion, Iris. Okay? <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> well, you know what? You're laughing, and that makes me feel very good <laughs> already. There's joy. <laughs> <laughs> God bless you, sweetie. Bye-bye now. Hey, listen, you know, I know what Iris is saying. I mean, there are those moments when we are so overwhelmed because there's so much that's facing us that we don't know what to do next, right? And, uh, you know, we're, 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 we're looking at it through emotion, and emotion is never the way to make good, clear-cut decisions. I'm just telling you, it's not. <laughs> We've got to find an outlet for the emotions come back to square one. Sit down now a little bit more uh, in control and a little bit calmer and take it to the Lord. We're coming right back to you, Missy. I'm going to ask you to hold through the break. We're looking forward to hearing from you too. 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. Also, may I say, I am eager uh, to hear from you. If you are out there in social media land, simply use the uh, comment uh, area there for co- uh, and leave a question, comment, insight, inspiration, reward, encouragement. We will retrieve it and get it up there. Coming right back to you on the other side of the break, 833-288-EWTN. This is Women of Grace Live. I'm Johnette Williams.
0: Join in on the conversation. The Women of Grace phone lines are open. 1-833-288-EWTN, 1-833-288-3986.
1: Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Women of Grace Live. I'm Johnette Williams. Very happy to be with you today. I certainly am. We're looking forward to being with you here on the air. Let me give you the toll-free number for you to use, 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. That is the way that you can join us live here, and it's toll-free for you right here in North America. If you're a first-time caller, please let us know, and I will ring my welcome bell for you. It makes me joyful to do that. Always looking for new callers, but so happy to welcome back previous callers as well. We're available for you out there at EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and Facebook page as well. You can use the chat feature there. Put in your question, comment, insight, inspiration, or word of encouragement. We'll get it retrieved and up on the board, and I'll be able to address it. If you're a first-time submitter, want to know that too, so I can... Ring the bell for you, uh, just as well. So, all of that being said, give us a call here. We're talking about the next step. What is the next step that God wants you to take? It could be in a relationship. It could be in relationship to Him. Uh, it might be in your career. It might be, uh, you know, in a practical way to solve a situation or a problem. It could well be in in uh, you know uh, the the raising of your children or. Simply what to cook for dinner. That's something that I'm thinking about. <laughs> all of that being said, uh, we invite you to give us a call and tell us about that today, or you can call in and ask any question that you want to do, and I'll do my best to answer it for you. Want to remind you about some of the good stuff coming up? I was telling you about everything that's happening this month uh, uh, in Women of Grace. Where I'm going to be, and I shared all that with you. Well, we're going to be in Fort Myers. I'm going to be uh, in in February at uh, St. John the uh, Evangelist Catholic Church for a Marriage Retreat with my husband, Jack Williams, uh, on February the 3rd. <clears throat> and in addition to that, Catholic Women's Conference at Our Lady of Victory on uh, February the 16th, preceded by an evening with the parish. Uh, looking forward to all of that, Our Lady of Victory is located in State College, Pennsylvania. Can't wait to get back there. In April, Benedicta Institute for Women's Spring Week Long Immersive is going to be held at Our Lady of Florida Spiritual Center on the East Coast of Florida. It is going to be beautiful. We are going to be joined uh, by Bishop William Walterscheid, our spiritual advisor, who will be celebrating Mass for us and offering the sacraments to us, as well as giving us a little a, a little mini study within a study. Our theme is Who is Woman? The Journey from Eve to Mary is going to be presented by our academic advisor, Dr. Donald Wallenfang, and it is going to be exciting. I cannot wait for it to come. I am going to be there looking forward to you being there as well. You can use it uh, the week, you know, just come for spiritual enrichment, or should you desire to get a certification in Catholic Women's Leadership, this course will apply towards that certification. We've got all of the information available for you at our website, Women of Grace, com, including the opportunity to register. Uh, we also, uh, you know, invite you to give us a call. We'll tell you about it uh, if you have particular questions that the website doesn't answer. So please consider this. Is God calling you uh, to join us for this beautiful week? I can tell you it is going to be quite, quite lovely. So get out there to our website, read all about it. It's going to be amazing. Well, let's get back to those phone lines right now. Missy has been holding. God bless you, Missy. She is in Texas today listening to us via Guadalupe Radio Network. So how are you doing, Missy? I am fine, and God be with everybody as well. Yes, absolutely. So, what's going on in your life, sweetie pie? I am basically
3: been fighting since 2011 to uh, follow the to follow the red road um, to make the path the way for our Lord's coming. Good, and it has been. The way our Lord says, if you follow, you will be crucified, suffer, everything. Um, That is my journey so far. It has been peaceful lately. Um, So I'm basically asking, how do I start this journey? I am a mother of four independent women. I have been homeless. Um, my husband, of course, is homeless, a beautiful mind, but I pray for him. But, um, I am ready to start my mission for my Lord. I've, I've always been close to him since I was a child and I've been, I haven't abandoned him. I've just, you know, the obstacles, I call them curves in the road kept pulling me back Mm -hmm. and I'm older now I'm 57 I've lost my my mom was my parents were meant so much to me um I'm the only daughter of six children and um I I have been eight years abstinence now because I want to be my Lord Jesus Christ, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm fighting and fighting this battle. I have a problem with uh, marijuana only. Uh, I, I just want to stay in constant prayer and meditation with my Lord, but the life I'm living is not, is not. I feel I'm not right, and all—all all it is the main besides uh having sin. Everybody sins, but the—the the sin of drugs, of marijuana is my sin. Mm-hmm. So I, the place I'm at, they keep coming for me, coming for that, and they. Now, what do you mean I by was... that,
1: Missy? Missy, what do you mean by that? They keep coming for you, coming for they that. Want, they
3: want—they want some of that drug. And I tell them, why do y'all come to me?
1: Okay, so
3: let's...
1: I know nobody. Okay. And I don't know... Yeah, I just, I understand. Um, And it sounds to me, you know, let's just talk about uh, situations and circumstances and how things work. The environment in which we live has a lot to do with the way in which we... Uh, begin to experience life
0: and Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. environment
1: in which you're living right now is an environment that obviously uh, keeps you uh, in some kind of contact even if it's not wanted contact with people that can draw you back into or would be seeking to draw you back into a lifestyle that you're seriously trying to break and I want to applaud you and I want to affirm you in the decisions that you are striving to make, because these are good, healthy decisions. Oftentimes, however, when we have a history of drug use or alcohol use, or if we've been locked up with any kind of other addiction, such as pornography or even shopping, uh, when we are caught up in that We have to make some radical changes if, in fact, we're going to be completely free. It helps us to detach. And in the spiritual life, in this desire to grow closer to God, he calls us to detach from the things of the world. And by that, he means that we try to sever the tie or the the, the cord that holds us, in a certain sense, captive to them. And in your situation, just reading a little bit of the information that you gave to our call screener, you have overcome lots of things and you have made some really good progress. And so you can look back at the steps that you've taken and say, I made those steps. I made progress because the Lord was with me and I yielded to the Lord and I praise him and I thank him. That he helped me to make those steps. Those steps have led me to this point. Now, the, the question that we're asking today what is the next step? Well, it seems to me that if you are being plagued by individuals who are still caught up in this lifestyle and you yourself succumb to it or allow yourself to fall uh, into those ways again, you mentioned that, you know, I, I can see that you've been able to overcome some harder drugs. Now you're facing this marijuana issue. And it seems to me that since the desire in your heart is there to break free from this, that that desire is being placed there by God. And when we have a desire in our heart, that is a holy desire and detaching from substance abuse is a holy desire. When we have a holy desire in our heart, It's generally the Holy Spirit working with us. The good news in that, Missy, is that you are also making progress in your relationship with God by the very fact that you're sensitive to that movement of grace in your soul, to this desire. Now, the question is, what is the next practical step, very practical step that you can take to make that desire now? a holy action. What is the next step you can take to execute that desire? And I would suggest to you that you think about where you're physically located. If you have people from whom you are purchasing the marijuana, and now you have people coming to you asking where they can get the marijuana, then you've got to make a change in location, a physical change in location. You've got to move, you know, to a different part of town or to a different area altogether. I don't know uh, to be able to begin to get yourself out of that occasion of temptation. I don't know how often you're smoking marijuana. I don't have any idea, but the fact of the matter is, you recognize it as a problem, and you know, I don't, I don't know if it's legal or not in the state of Texas. It doesn't really matter if it's legal because legal doesn't necessarily equal moral. I would suggest to you that you begin a process through uh, another practical step, and that might be a practical step of a 12 step program where you meet with individuals who are striving to break free from the attachment, maybe even an addiction from what it is that they are involved in these are practical steps that you can take to live out the holy desire that God's placed in your heart now he's given you the desire he will give you the grace of perseverance but you have to take the first step because that first step is sort of like an ignition switch it ignites that positive direction that you want to go in, which is the will of God. That is a sign to Him that you're cooperating with grace. And it's a sign to yourself, too. Might not be easy, that first step or subsequent steps, but you said yourself that the way to God always comes by way of the cross. And that way of the cross often comes by way of denial. And He's asking you to deny that pleasure now to break free from it. So I, I, I think that that can help you, Missy, if you're willing to do it. So let's just raise this up to the Lord right now. Well, Father God, we just come before you and I lift up to you, your daughter, Missy. And Father, you know the circumstances of her life. You know them. You know them better than she knows them. You know the way in which they have affected her better than she knows them. Father God, you tell us in Corinthians that you always offer a way out to us, that the The cross is never so great that you do not offer us a way out because you do not want us to be crushed by it. And your daughter is looking for that way out now. Father God, I've offered two suggestions to her. I don't know if if these are the appropriate steps right now, Father God, but I think that they would be in accordance with your will. And I'm asking that you make clear to her what her next step would be. And if it is one of these two steps, one of the things that I do know about you, Lord, I know absolutely is that you provide the grace. You provide the grace for us to be able to take that step and to move forward in that step. But we have to cooperate with it, and that takes a certain amount of dying to self. It takes a certain amount of denial. And yes, it is a type of, of, of holy, uh, holy submission to that portion of the cross that you're entrusting to us at this moment. And so it is, Father, that I pray for your daughter, Melissa, and I ask you, please, through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the illumination of heart that comes by way of him, that she would see, that she would see clearly the next step to take. And we offer this prayer to you, Father, in the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the merits of his cross, through the power of the Holy Spirit, and with the maternal beatitude and intercession of our Blessed Lady. Amen. Missy, it begins with that first step at this point. So many good steps have led you here. Take the next step, sweetie. God bless you now and take care. Thank you.
3: You're welcome. Thank you for
1: holding my hand. Bye. I'm with you, Missy. You're in my rosary, baby. All right, Joey from Alabama called back and said, Johnette, thank you again for praying for my confirmation kids in the fall. Yesterday we talked about the Great Commission, and I asked them how they can live it out as 13-year-olds. I'd love to hear what you think they could do to go out to all the world and spread the gospel in their current state of life. Thank you for your input. Well, I'll tell you what—that's just dandy, Joey. What a beautiful thing to uh, to uh, put forth to your young ones. You know, you're you're actually uh, helping them to enter into that Great Commission uh, to take the." Good- good news of Jesus Christ to the ends of the earth. Uh, and you know what? What is the next step? Well, I'll tell you, the next step is for them to individually pray. <laughs> Prayer is always the way we begin, right? It's, the, it's always the next right next step. <laughs> so I would encourage you to encourage them to pray. Uh, ask them to pray about it for a week. You know, ask the Lord, what would you like me to do next? And to be very attentive to the, the natural circumstances that pop up in their lives, uh, that, uh, are indicators of that next step. For example, being kind to a sibling, taking the garbage out without being asked, cleaning up their room. (laughs) It's usually in the everyday things that the next step lies, right? And there's something about that. You take those little wee steps and what does God do? Well, he increases them. And the size of the step increases with those little steps. uh, And we find ourselves making giant steps for the Lord. So that's what I would say. Uh, It generally begins in the very location where we are. So I invite you to try that one on for size with them, Joey, and see how it goes. Greg out there, first time caller from Massachusetts. Very, very happy he's with us. Ringing my bell for you, Greg. He's listening to us via Station of the Cross. How you doing, Greg?
4: Um. Okay. How are you today?
1: Just dandy. Thanks for asking.
0: So, what's so, um, going
4: on? I'm basically calling because I wasn't satisfied with my my church um, because they didn't have a, a, a real music ministry going. I didn't have any a real choir, so I um I was just looking around and I found this. United Church of Christ that is really, you know, they have a real choir, they have a lot of lot of awesome people, and it's just, I've been doing it for about a month, and it, it seems to meet my needs, and I'm just wondering, am I breaking any rules by, you know, going to a church that's not a Catholic church, and, you know, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. So, Greg, let me, so obviously you are Catholic. That was my question that I was going to ask you. You are Catholic, right? I've
4: only, I've, yeah, I've had all my sacraments, but I've been Catholic all my life.
1: Wonderful. Okay. So, you know, I, I'm going to ask you a really fundamental question here. Um, and, you know, I'm not trying to insult you in any way. So let's just start with that premise. But, you know, like, why, why do you go to church? I mean, do you go to church to sing? You, do you go to church for the music? Do you go to church for the homily? I mean, those are nice, you know, those are nice things. But why are you going to church? We should be going to church to worship the Lord. Yeah. Not uh, for the Lord you know to lift, you know, I mean, it, in other words, we go to church to 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 worship him. And it doesn't really require music. And it doesn't really require, you know, a good homily. It, it requires an openness of heart. Um, it it requires a gift of self to the other, so yeah, I mean the music can can put us in a frame of mind, and it's helpful. And you know we should have a nice choir, I suppose, because you know singing and music and all of that, you know makes a joyful noise unto the Lord, but that's not really what He's looking for. He's looking for the heart. So, okay, a United Church of Christ, are you breaking a rule? Well, you know, obviously, yes, you are, because you're supposed to attend Mass on Sunday. But even in the end, it's not about the rule. It's about, where's my heart? And so I I think, this is what I think. I think what's happening is, you know, oftentimes we we enter into a period in the spiritual life of aridity, where Mm -hmm. things seem very dry, bone dry, and nothing seems to move us. You know, um, so we begin to look for, well, what's going to move me? What's going to get my emotions going? What's going to get me involved? Uh, you know, but but then that that becomes a little centered towards self. Um, but the spiritual life is being other centered. So I, I want to encourage you to 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 take that question to heart and to take it into a serious time. Of prayer. As a matter of fact, I, I would really suggest that maybe you find yourself in a Catholic church, sitting before the Blessed Sacrament, um, I think one and asking the Lord to help you. You know, Lord, you know, I, I want to love you more. You know, and and you know, I th- I, I, I I think I'm ready for the next step, uh, but you you have to help me to get there. And see what it is that he does. I mean, he might not do it in that hour, and uh, you might have to sit with him a lot, <laughs> because that is the spiritual life—sitting with the Lord a lot. Um, you know, talking with him through the course of the day. Um, I, I think that, and this is this is not, you know, this this is a, this is a cultural problem that we're facing, and so of course it permeates down to our relationship with the Lord. We want all of the consolations. You know, we, we want all of the senses to be titillated. We're living in a time where it's very sense-oriented. You know, we, right. we want we want to be stimulated. Um, but that's not where ultimate joy is. It's not in the stimulation of the senses. As a matter of fact, the more that we give way to that, the more we want the senses stimulated. Uh, it, it, it becomes almost an addiction. And, and, and I think that we're living in a, in, in a, in, in a sensory-addicted culture. So the quiet, the quiet, the quiet, the quiet is where we find the Lord. That's what it says in scripture. He he spoke in a still, small voice. It wasn't in the wind. It wasn't in the, you know, it wasn't in the thunder. It was in the, it was in the breeze, the gentle, gentle breeze. So your soul is hungering, Greg, and that's good. But it's not going to be fed by all of that. It's only going to be fed by him, and you're going to find him in the Eucharist. So I want to suggest that that's where you go. Thanks, Greg. Thank you for being such a sensitive soul. Thank you. Well, friends, it's been great being with you today. We're going to be back with you again tomorrow. Yes, we are looking forward to it. Hoping that you're going to join us as we continue to move forward in our life of faith together right here on Women of Grace Live. Looking forward to your questions and your comments by email as well. You can email us at womenofgrace at EWTN.com. We'll be back tomorrow. God bless you now. Bye.